I cannot stop thinking about this story. I could not stop thinking about it. For you guys on here right now, I know you've seen this video, but don't spoil it because Jen has not. Okay. Unless... We t- oh, is this one of the ones, the headlines we covered? Yeah, but... Oh, we, we were like, I'm going to stop reading this right now because I really want to cover it. I could not... I cannot get this story out of my head. It's so weird and... I I had to do it. I really had to. I had to drop everything and do this. So we're going to watch the video. I don't know if Jen's seen it on Tic Tac or whatever, but if she has, I don't know, just act like you haven't. No, no, for real. Tell me if you have or not. I don't know. I I don't know what it is yet. I will let you know as soon as I know. Well, I do want to take a second to shout out Amanda, who is our newest Taco Supremo. Amanda. So thank you for joining us. And don't forget that we do have a Patreon uh, well, this is only Supremos right now anyway, right? Yep. But well, they'll hear it if they're listening to the episode. Um, so if you feel inclined to donate or support us, um, we would greatly appreciate that because we literally could not do keep doing this without you guys. Um, and we wouldn't want to. So if you are a Taco Supremo, it's $10 a month. Um, you get some, you get three stickers, you get a comic, you get a, a handwritten card from us. And if you sign up for the full year, we still have a few Lieutenant Kenda photos left, but that is for the full year subscription. If you pay up front for the full year. Um, and then if you want to join as a small taco, if you can't do $10 a month, we totally um, appreciate that and know that, you know, sometimes money is tight. Um, but $3 a month will give you a small taco. You get, um, we'll shout you out and we, um, you know, we really appreciate, appreciate you guys. And also if you're a Supremo, you get special access to these live stream episodes, which not everyone gets. Um, and you can kind of interact with us, uh, as we tell the story. So, um, we have a great community. You have access to the discord. If you're a Supremo, um, a lot of cool people on there. I wish that I was on there more. I know that John and Nicole are on there all the time. Um, but it is fantastic and we love you guys. So if you want to support us in any way, you can go to uh or you can go to patreon.com slash talk mm. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers. Cheers. Shot number one. Oh, fuck. How was, how were you saying that was bad? Shot number two? Because I'm a puss, dude. Was that peach with what? I don't want to take this other shot. Peach with melon. Oh, this will be good. Uh, I know, but my, is, I got heartburn. Oh, my God. This is butterscotch. I got hot burn. Hot burn. Hot burn. You are a baby. Oh, that was good. I could drink that all day. It tastes like a Worthworthers. Yeah, it's yeah. butterscotch. I can't do it. Do it. It's not even bad. I know, but it's the principle. <laughs> Shram, his heart burns because it's big and sensitive. Uh. <laughs> 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 AKA she's calling you a P-U-S-S-Y That's not what she meant You're a big old baby ah! Oh my god it's nothing Alright so dude I know some of you have seen this video But I'm gonna play it It's a silent video It's security cam footage I'm gonna narrate the whole time what's going on And let me know if you've seen it Jen But a lot of y'all have seen it And since we've watched it on the headlines like two weeks ago, I have not got it out of my mind at all. Because anyway, I'm just going to play it and see what you guys think. There's this man right here. He's got khakis, uh, yellow beanie. He is checking into an airport. This is Salt Lake City Airport. 
He is a normal looking kid, 30 something years old, nothing special. He's seen running through the airport here. He's going to be late. He's going to be late to his flight. He is seen kind of wandering around, kind of doesn't know where to go. At this point right here in the video. I'm oh, that's Delta. Yeah. Th- yeah. He's going for a Delta flight. This is in Salt. I could tell by the, the employee's uniform because my mom used to fly for Delta. Well, it also says Delta on the wall. so I, you, I, you can't see that. So at this point, this this man has just been told that he has missed his flight and he is having some sort of confrontation. He takes off running. He is running through the airport now. He has left his baggage. He has no baggage with him. He sits down on the floor of the airport. He takes his shoes off. He is wiping the sweat off of his face. His shirt was zipped down. He he looks very distressed and kind of out of place. He is now in the terminal where he was supposed to get on the plane, but oh, the he, he missed his flight. So he's at the gate and he is waving off people. He's walking around and the kid, he looks like a normal guy, like a normal, nice guy. He, he is now talking to a custodian. He's asking a custodian how he can get out to the tarmac. He tried to open the door, but it was locked. He then takes off running again. He runs to another door, a security door, and he is violently trying to rip the door open by its handle. And he actually falls on his ass at one point. He can't do it. He goes over to the window. He starts beating on the window, trying to break the glass. He is now throwing his shoes at the glass. He really wants to get outside to the tarmac. He His shoes are off. He picked them up. He's walking back. Through in the next scene, this is all security camera. He kicks the door, the emergency exit door open. The lights turn on. This is the emergency exit. The lights are on. He goes out of the emergency exit door. And the next shot we see, he is on the tarmac and he is in front of a an airplane. This is a an Airbus airplane. You see him running. At this point, what you don't see is he is completely naked at this point, butt naked, he has no clothes on, no shoes, and he is seen running on the tarmac towards the airplane. And at the very last second, he jumps into the the running engine of the airplane. Oh shit! So I didn't s- realize the naked part. So you see it again. He's running through the. You see him on the tarmac, and he runs full speed, like he is just destined to get somewhere. I mean, he is running full speed towards this airplane that is moving. The engines are on, but he jumps into the the spinning airplane engine, and that is how he dies. That video has been on my mind since I've seen it, because if we go back and look at it one more time, the man in this video was so determined to kill himself. He was trying to break the glass and he was trying to rip the doors open. We see him kicking a door at one point. He falls on his his ass. He's trying desperately. He wants to jump in that engine so bad he's beating on the window. Like, what is going on in this in this guy's mind? I wonder. Like, yeah, I mean, it's so sad that we don't have any answers because it's all going on in his head. Like, I, my the first question that comes to mind is like, what would he have done if he was on the plane? If was he determined to kill himself because he missed the plane, or was he? Did he have some like? motive that he was going to try to because you saw the video recently of the 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 door flying off the window of that plane right yeah yeah like was he what did he have 
But that was an accident, wasn't it? It was, but I mean. So you think he's uh, trying to do some terrorism? No, I don't know. I, I, I'm. I, that's a question, though. Like, what, what was going through his mind? Like, the did re- he become suicidal because he missed his plane, or was he suicidal before he took? He, he, you know. Well, now you know why I wanted to cover this because it's been on my mind. Because it's not the fact that he jumped in the plane or whatever. Because people have killed themselves like that. But look at, look at his determination. He kicks the door open. He is so determined to get out there. He is so determined. It is crazy. He will stop at nothing. He was going to get on that tarmac and. He, as soon as he sees an airplane that is moving, he runs full speed towards the engine compartment. It is the craziest video that I've ever seen. I, I mean, just the determination of this guy. So I wanted to know why, like why, what the hell went on? Why well, did he do this? We don't, yeah. we, there's, we will never have an answer to this because he's the only one that knows. Like he's the only one that well, knows. Well, I, I did do some research on it. Oh, <laughs> When John said it was a short case, it was like, let's watch the video. That's <laughs> the end. The end. So that's a terrible way to die, man. That's yeah. Fucking brutal. Yeah. I did look up some other cases. There have been other people who have committed suicide by jumping into an airplane engine. Really? One of the first cases I've seen that we'll talk about was in 1980. This happened. Wow. And obviously we don't have video or anything then, but that's, we know this has been happening since the 1980s. But for someone, even if you do have suicidal ideation, for you to just, oh shit, let me jump in an airplane engine. It is so violent and brutal that that way to die. But I was it's just, also immediate. Like it's all it, like it, I don't imagine it would take long to die. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it's true, and, yeah, and it's true. almost. I wonder, like when the first when he's having the confrontation with the with the person, and then he like tries to open the door. Like was he trying to get out to the tarmac to kill himself, or was he trying to get to the through the to the gate to? Um, to try to get onto the plane, you know what I mean? Like, was it what? When? When did he decide that he was going to take his own life? You know, interesting. The video I just showed you happened around nine fifty-two p.m. Monday night, January first. The new year just started. This two thousand twenty-four. Three weeks ago, the new year hit, and that Monday night, nine fifty-two, wherever you guys were, this man was running through the airport. A store manager actually calls the police over a disturbance. The whole video... A store manager? Yeah, as, yeah. you know how there's stores in the air, airport? Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So one of those gift shop stores, the manager calls the police over a disturbance. This is at the Salt Lake City Airport. So what you don't see in the video is all the sirens and all the flashing lights and all the cop cars and all and a lot of cops running through airport? this airport to get to this this guy because they didn't know what he was going to do. Yep. But he was acting crazy, as you saw. He's running full speed, no shoes on. He left all of his stuff wherever and he is he's throwing his shoes he is just talking to himself he's just it seemed like a a terrible situation and a lot of cops were dispatched so we don't see them in the security video because unfortunately they got there too late but a store manager calls police over the disturbance 
And we see this man running through the terminal's emergency exit doors onto the airport's outdoor ramp area. He removes all of his clothes. He ran to the south end of the airport's west runway where a airplane, a A220-100 Airbus, which if you were going to jump into an engine, this is the one to do it because these aircraft have engines that are low to the ground, as you see here. Oh, Most airplanes, you won't be able to jump into the engine because the engines are uh, above the wings or whatever. You see this, this engine right here yep. is pretty much on the ground level. You still have to climb up in it unless you get sucked up in there. But as we see, those are the blades right there. So this man, yeah, it's surreal, is it not? This man is naked. He runs full speed. And the reason I want to do this video is because like he is so determined. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why? why? Why is he so determined? I mean, we've seen videos of people like kill themselves and they'll just kind of walk over, let's say a bridge. You're not you're not running full speed like I got to do this right now. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, either this guy is having some kind of episode or this guy has something to hide. He did something and he knows there's no way out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people do kill themselves like that. I wonder also if it was like, well, if I'm not getting there, no one else is going to get there type of thing. Get where? Like the he stopped the plane? That wasn't his plane, though. Oh, oh it no, wasn't it wasn't plane. a plane. That okay. was, uh, so there's a ton of planes that go in and out. He he actually missed his flight. The flight had already taken off. Oh, it took off. Okay. Because yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, you know, if you, you, if you miss your flight, doesn't mean the flight took off. Like once they close, like once they boarding ends and they close that door, like you can't get there. But do you think he, the. And there's still some time, even after they close the boarding door, when they're going through safety checks and everything like that. So. I guess my assumption when we did cover this briefly in in a headline, my assumption was the ticket was purchased so, as a means to do the same thing. That was my assumption. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like he, how I he took bought it. The he bought a ticket so we would have a path to get to the to the exactly to die in this manner. And and that was one of the reasons I wanted to do the story because it felt like it just wasn't resolved. May I ask where his flight was going to? Yeah, you can. That's a good question. His flight, which is important to his story, his flight was actually going to Denver, Colorado. And he, he was in Salt Lake City? Yes. Yeah, Utah. And that's not a very long flight. That's like, what, 40 yeah. minute flight? The reasoning of his flight is the most important thing. And this probably tell a lot about the story we're telling tonight, but he had missed the flight to Denver, Colorado to see his dying grandfather who was on his deathbed. Okay. Someone who he was really close to. All okay. Right. So, so that actually changes maybe my assumption then of I thought the ticket was maybe like almost arbitrary. Uh huh. Like it didn't matter where he was going. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, well, and so okay, we saw I can that kind of see like if he was very close to his grandfather, like that's super important to like get there. But so like maybe he was just so upset about not being able to see his grandfather that he was like yeah. to jump in. You're so upset that you jump into an airplane engine. Yeah, I mean, I, that I is don't, so overkill. Well, it's impulsive. Did he have any and, other mental yeah. illnesses? According to Mark Light, a former airplane mechanic, climbing into an engine on that particular aircraft wouldn't have been difficult. 
White worked as a licensed airplane mechanic for more than 15 years. He added that although the tarmac area of the airports is heavily regulated and restricted even for workers, the engines on the A220-100 hang close to the ground, making it relatively easy for someone to access them. There is a safety and security concern that I've seen a lot and we're going to get to that. Like, is the airport secure enough so this won't happen? But I do want to say this guy was getting out there no matter, no matter what. what. And yeah. he was so damn determined. You have to see that video if you haven't seen That's it. That's why the, his determination is what made me think he wasn't actually trying to catch any flight. Like, that was my assumption to begin with, was yeah. that there was not a flight he missed or necessarily. He just wanted a, a way to get out there. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, all he needed to do is go to Philly and catch the little shuttle they have because you get access to the i mean you could I you just mean, have to have a ticket to get past security yeah the plane was de-icing on the de-icing pad at the moment so the engines weren't fully revved up oh, wow. and the pilot from what i'm seeing in my research the pilot noticed something amiss and notified the tower or the other way around i've seen both where the the pilot was notified either way he did shut the engine down, but those things take a long time to stop spurring. Mm-hmm. When to you stop say, spinning. like they shut it down when they saw saw him running, yeah, running full speed towards this engine. Yeah. From the Associated Press, the manager of a store inside the airport had reported a disturbance just before 10 p.m., telling dispatchers with the airport control center that he saw a passenger pass through an emergency exit. Officers quickly found Effinger's clothing, shoes, and other personal items on one of the runways. The pilot was told to shut down the engines. That was Delta Airlines Flight 2348 departing from San Francisco, and it returned to the gate. The flight was canceled. Little did anyone know there was a body in the engine. Mm. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they're just finding that out. Or, or maybe they, they told the passengers. I don't think that they would have told the passengers at that time. Um, they may have said something like a mechanical error or uh, I don't I mean, yeah. I don't know how transparent they would be, especially if an investigation wasn't done yet. You know what I mean? Like they'll say if there was a bird that flew into there. But so this guy that ran into the engine when they pulled his body out, I want to say he wasn't. I mean, like you think he's not all cut up and in a thousand pieces. Oh, see, that's what I was thinking. Like, just yeah, that's what a lot of people would think because he he does jump into the engine. Well, he doesn't jump into it. He has to actually climb up. He's got to do a pull up to get in there. And he's pretty athletic. You saw him sprint. Yeah. 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 So but they, still like the engine, it's not like it's not like you're here and the engine is right at the entrance. It's like there's still a little bit there's still space, but yeah. you would like So when I say the engine, I'm actually talking specifically about the engine the turbine. Well the engine intake cowling which directs airflow to the engine fan. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, that spins. Spins. The cowling is a shaped removable cover. That gives the aircraft engine more aerodynamic form and helps cool and quiet the engine. When first responders got there, and there were a lot, everyone went out there. Oh, yeah, you don't know what to expect. Because once they saw this guy didn't have any clothes on, they immediately was thinking this is some sort of manic episode. Mm-hmm. And they actually pulled him out of the engine. And, and I haven't seen autopsy, and the toxicology hasn't came back yet. This is still like pretty breaking news. Yeah. But apparently the body was intact enough, and he was still breathing. They performed 
perform CPR. Whoa. Yeah, they performed CPR on him and administered naloxone, which is a reverse opioid mm-hmm. overdose, mm-hmm. to restore his normal breathing because he wasn't breathing. And the, unfortunately, that didn't work. I don't know what shape his body was in. I will say that fan was spooling down. I so would have. I thought he died instantly. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, that's what it looks like. From a statement given to CNN, when officers arrived at the plane, they found Effinger unconscious and partially inside one of the commercial plane wing mounted engines, which were still rotating, police said, noting the specific stage of engine operation remains under investigation. So I don't know what partially inside side beans yeah i'm kind of scared once they do do if they do release the uh autopsy report what his body look like but you know they cut the video before he climbs in so they leave you kind of thinking he just jumped in there and he's like a thousand pieces yes but he crawled in there and you know but they did perform cpr so he was intact enough from this from what i know so far torso from the torso anyway wow yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay, so I just want to know who who the f- who was this kid? Like yeah. why why who is this guy? His name is Kyler Effinger. I'm going to show you his uh, photo right now. This is the most normal, nice guy you've ever would meet. Not a terrorist, a normal guy who was a sweethearted from what everyone says, sweethearted But, and this goes for a lot of cases, bullied relentlessly when he was younger. He had bipolar disorder. The family thinks that this was a manic episode. episode. And and I'm going to tell you kind of why. This this man is 30 years old. He missed a flight to see his dying grandfather. I found this guy's YouTube channel on uh, the internet. He had posted a video. This is from 2014. You just see him skiing. So he is an athlete of sorts, you know, skier, skater. He ran track and stuff like that. Just normal videos. Kyler Effinger had a manic episode. He was depressed that he missed his flight and something triggered him, which we can see going back to the video. There was a confrontation at the desk when he missed his flight and they were telling him that and you see him run off mm-hmm. that and when he started hearing the sirens and he knew that the cops were coming for him, a manic episode was triggered oh. and, and that was and that was it. And then that's when you see him running full speed and so determined to kill himself. He's a soccer player and a skater, so I guess he ran a large distance on an open runway, you know, this de-icing area. Unfortunately, took off his clothes, Judd Effinger said, but it just speaks to the state. You know, he's just so manic at that point. He didn't have any rational thoughts. It's just too bad that, yeah, he was able to, in the state, uh, Jude Effinger said, they weren't able to get to him fast enough. And the sergeant did tell us yesterday, we're so sorry we didn't get to him fast enough. You've got all these lights and, you know, you're in trouble now. And somehow he chose to crawl into the last little cave he could find. And it happened to be a jet engine, Judd Effinger said. And, you know, we're super thankful that the pilot was able to turn off the engine, but I guess it was still spinning. So this is the man here. I mean, one if you see the man... On the video, you don't know what to see. You don't know what to think. He's got dreadlocks. Like, is this guy a terrorist or whatever? This is him right here. This is the guy, the 30-year-old that decided to do this. Mm -hmm. And apparently he was the sweetest, sweetest man ever. 
he just had he just had a freaking episode. This is another photo of him right here. Um, just a normal guy, and that's what really puzzled me yeah. about this. The toxicology report hasn't came back yet, but he did have a medical marijuana card that he used to self medicate himself for his bipolar disorder. According to his mother, Lisa, and Kyler is 30 years old or was 30 years old when he killed himself in high school. He was relentlessly bullied. According to the mother, Lisa, quote, this is this is telling, quote, his bullies used to tell him he needed professional help, end quote. Your bullies are telling you to go get professional help. That's bad. She thinks that the reason he never got help for his disorders was because that would be, quote, validating those bullying claims. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Effinger said that his son, Kyle, Kyler Effinger, was diagnosed with bipolar disorder 10 years ago. He said it was triggered by severe bullying in high school. Kyler's sister, Anike, said that the news of his dying grandfather hit him really hard. And like I said, he was actually on the way to see his grandfather. So here's what we know. This this guy who has a history of mental health disorders was triggered because he missed his flight. That was the first trigger. He calls his father when he misses the flight. And the father actually says, I kind of knew this was something like this was going to happen. So that is telling, too. But he misses the flight. He's has a confrontation, which we see on the video. It's not uh, he's not yelling or anything. Mm-hmm. He's just, it's just agitated. agitated. He starts running. He takes off his shoes. Then you you see the store manager call the cops. Then he hears the sirens and the cops running through. And then that was it. And yeah. at that point, he decided that, you know, his outcome, that's his outcome. Can you read what she says about uh, him losing the grandfather? It was really just totally, totally flipped the switch for him. And he just is so fragile in that way. Like his line between being okay and not okay is so thin, Annika Effinger said. It's really fucking sad. It is yeah. It is really sad. Now, there's there's two types of bipolar disorder. So I wonder which one that, that he had. But when you think bipolar, and bipolar is kind of used sometimes uh, as a negative confrontation, a negative connotation to it. Um, when you think that someone has mood swings and it's just mood swings and they're, you know, you were like, oh, they're bipolar. You don't know which one they're going to get. But but the way that bipolar disorder works is so you have depressive episodes followed by um, manic episodes. And it's not necessarily like you're depressed one minute and the next minute you're manic. Right. Like you could be depressed for for days, weeks on end and, and you could be in bed and not want to do anything and and, and and be depressed. And then when you have these episodes of manic high euphoric, energy almost, euphoric yeah. almost yeah and um you know so if he was I, I i don't know if missing the flight could have triggered a manic episode maybe he was already in the middle of a manic episode and he was thinking irrationally um maybe because like I, I, and you know but like it's not usually something that flips on a switch like that so if he was in the middle of a manic episode or maybe he was in the middle of a depressive episode oh, so and you, that's what he was doing. But if he had, if you have bipolar disorder, it's not like 
you're sad, you're happy, you're sad, you're happy. It doesn't switch on like that. There's two types of bipolar disorder. Huh. So that's uh, interesting. I didn't know that. So you're you're basically saying that when he got, he was, he could have already been in a state when he got to the airport. Because mm-hmm. it, like, I don't know the psychology. So I'm just like, okay, maybe that just triggered him. Mm-hmm. You know, because he looks so determined, does he yes. not? I mean, he, he does. does. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he could have already been in the middle of him. And like when you're in a manic episode, doesn't necessarily that you're all always thinking irrationally yeah but i mean so like maybe he was feeling okay and like he was like and, and who knows how impo- like if your grandfather's on their deathbed like that's not something that you have a lot of time to plan for you know what i mean but like maybe like maybe he was in the middle of a manic episode it's like i'm gonna so go see grandpa real quick and in, in, in colorado or it's all, you know whatever yeah. and he was already in that state and because of the fact that he was in a manic state, he was already thinking impulsively. So, yeah. Here, you can read his obituary if you want. All right. So this is for Kyler Effinger. June 1st, 1993 to January 1st, 2024. Kyler Leidens Effinger, 30, beloved son, brother, grandson, nephew, cousin, and friend, was taken from us suddenly and unexpectedly on January 1st, 2024. Kyler was born in Carlsbad, California on June 1st, 1993, the first child of Judd and Lisa Lydens Effinger. Soon thereafter, their family relocated to Park City, Utah, where Kai became the loving big brother to siblings Anake and Reinhold. Kai was full of enthusiasm and was completely fearless. He was known for his big heart and his superpower was love. Love for both his family as related by blood and his family consisting of countless friends, including his cherished dogs, Sundance and Quicksilver. To be close to Kyler was to feel his genuine care and affection. He touched many lives with this easygoing, good-natured character. He'll be missed by so many who loved him. Kyler enjoyed having been raised in the mountains and living in Park City. His passions included soccer, skiing, hiking, longboarding, and music, especially, especially reggae. Through living with a bipolar diagnosis for more than a decade, brought many challenges, it never impacted Kyler's intellect or his capacity for love. Kyler is survived by his parents, Judd and Lisa, siblings Anike and Reinhold, and his beloved grandfather, Jerry Effinger, and wife Lynn, as well as special and loving extended family. A service for Kyler will be held on Thursday, February 1st at 3 o'clock p.m. at Park City Community Church um, with a gathering immediately following in the church's fellowship hall. In lieu of flowers, please consider a donation to the St. Luke's Wood River Foundation in Ketchum, Idaho, designated for mental health in memory of Kyler Effinger. I can't imagine ripping all your clothes off and getting, cause I used to be in aviation and mm-hmm. dude, that like, that was my biggest fear is to walk into the, like the tail rotor and not know, cause you can't see it. You know, the tail rotor on a helicopter, you cannot see it spinning, it's spinning so fast. So it's like invisible. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like, shit, I mean, and people get disoriented. So they get turned around and then they walk straight and they walk straight into it. That is a huge fear yeah. or yeah. was a huge fear of mine. Yeah. So I cannot imagine just, just d- the deciding. way the, the way he was running, it was just oh my god! It's very different than what I thought it would was going to be. Having just seen the video, mm-hmm. what, so what did you think it was going to be? I thought it was someone who was just super suicidal, and they and didn't know obviously didn't know any of the background, but I didn't even realize that it was like a real ticket or a real missed flight type of a situation that may have contributed to it. Mm, yeah, I, I mean it's it's. Is very sad, 
But like when I think about getting onto an airplane, like when you're on the jetway, you you don't even realize how high up you are until you get to the point where you're like, like plane jetway and there's like a two foot gap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, even if they like if he made his flight, like what I wonder if that but if he was bipolar and that was I mean, I don't know. It's it's just a very just a very sad situation. Yeah, no oh, shit. And maybe avoidable. Like it maybe uh maybe it didn't need to happen. I wonder why he was late for his flight. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe he was maybe he was in a manic state already and he was just like bad, like whatever, flight, whatever. Yeah. And didn't I don't know, you never know. We, yeah. we and and like I said, like sadly we we won't have concrete answers because because of what he suffered from and because he took his own life. So you know what this case reminds me of? I know, I know it's not the garbage chute. No, no. It reminds me of that kid who died recently because he was bullied and he like 10, 10 kids beat him to death. I think his oh. name was, was his name like Jonathan Lewis or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it reminds me of that, but it's just Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I never thought the bullying was this bad, but apparently it's fucking it, terrible. It Holy shit. Sure. See, for me, it reminds me of the garbage shoot. I forget her name. The one in Australia. Uh, Hanjuk. Oh, Phoebe Hanjuk. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Well, she was thrown down there, according, according to, to Shrimp. So honestly, that's uh, that's all in that story. That's all there is out, out there. The toxicology and the autopsy hasn't came back yet. And I'm just fucking crazy, man. I mean, Very. you know, thanks guys for being here. And I'll be on the Discord. Kind of running this shit.